0: Power Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved, powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL Podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Now let's get back to the show. Six pack lap of area, Messi Camessi and Chrissy Paraki. See, I told you I get it right. I'm <laughs> cheating obviously, but uh, anyways, Chrissy Max Power um, off of your Greece tour apparently yeah. did a little bit of a victory lap, huh?
1: It was pretty nice.
0: Not gonna lie, it looked fucking amazing. Um, I was looking at your stories and holy shit, Chrissy. It I love um like history and traveling and whatnot but man like pete spence was talking about it be like chris you gotta stop posting up in your stories because i was getting (laughs) mad jealous same here
1: (laughs) it's incredible going to those kind of sites and seeing ruins that are thousands of years old and still standing and where they built these things too like how the hell did they get building material out there just doesn't make sense
0: (laughs) yeah it was on the side of some of them like just straight up on the side of a mountain here we go This is a good spot. It was crazy high, and these things have been. I've been like, I've been blessed enough doing all this media stuff to been in Europe a couple times, and um, yeah, they got like like thousands and thousands of year old structures. Some dudes in there with a chisel, chiseling something out, and you're like, holy smokes! You could run your hand across. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. And I had reached out to you before, and uh, when you were in Greece, you were like. Look, I'm going to be gone until like three weeks in Greece doing my damn thing. I was like, okay, yeah, you deserve it. And you're like, is this still going to be relevant? And I'm like, Chrissy, your story, holy shit. Talk about a comeback. And what comeback are you on at this point, by the way? Because <laughs> you've come back a few times. Like during my life or in powerlifting? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Like do uh, you got stories about coming back in life too? I mean, my
1: first, I've had eight knee surgeries total now. So my first one was my senior year in high school playing soccer, tore my first ACL in meniscus, had a bunch of, it was basically every year I was getting another surgery to either take out scar tissue or trim away a little more of the meniscus. One of those surgeries, my body rejected the screw a little bit, so they had to take out the screw and chisel a bone. There was a whole lot going on that left knee. And then when i was this was back in 2014 i tore my first acl on my right knee oh, and a meniscus with God. that too playing semi contact flag
0: football and then <laughs> yeah, fucking semi contact indeed i mean you took all contact on that <laughs> one whatever it was <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then I decided Strongman was going to be a good
0: route. (laughs) You got two blown knees. You're like, I know what to do with these two knees.
1: (laughs) Let's just do something that's really uncontrolled and lift heavy weights. Yeah. So I did that for about six months. And, you know, being short, too, doesn't really help with Strongman, especially loading stuff. How
0: how tall are you? Five feet. Like barely five feet. (laughs) You hang on to that. She rounds you know, up. <laughs> don't, don't, hey, you, If you're right around five, you don't let nobody round you down. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now.
1: First time in my life where I felt sort of tall was weigh-ins at nationals for the 57s in 2017. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not the shortest person here. I'm actually one of the taller ones in this weight class.
0: Uh, powerlifting just makes blows up your uh height ego like i'm five nine i, I mob around a warm-up room like i'm fucking shaquille O'Neal. sometimes <laughs> like if, if i'm at five nine i'm like usually in su- normally like if i'm five nine people like you want to take a picture I'm be like, eh. like middle of the pack or the, shorter the guy in the picture Go to IPF Worlds. I'm like, hell yes. Let's take pictures, (laughs) man. Let's fucking do this. But uh, yeah. So you were saying um, you took up like strong women contests and you got injured again?
1: I actually hurt my back with that one doing deadlifts. So after that, I was like, let's try powerlifting. It seems more controlled. I think I could be good at this. (laughs) Fair. So then I started powerlifting, did a meet uh, about a month into lifting with that. Then... Did regionals in 2017, then that was my first nationals in Orlando.
0: And by the time you found powerlifting, like how many injuries have you had? Like how many? Because I, I lost count right there. Yeah, and there, there's some <laughs> major ones in there. Like there's some real ones in there. This isn't like, well, I kind of I got a tweak and laid off for a week. Like we're talking, you had some real injuries in there. Yeah, I have old knees now. Say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, do, what do the doctors say at this point? Is are they like you should just stop? So my doctor's been with me since my
1: first ACL. He played um, lacrosse for John Hopkins and all the stuff, like varsity athlete, like gets it. He says powerlifting is like the best thing I could actually do for it. Because it's controlled, I'm moving in one plane, I'm not trying to switch directions or anything like that. And then I'm controlling scar tissue with squatting and deadlifting. So he's all for it. He, okay. I've had so many people ask me, like, why do you still do what you're doing? Like, you're just gonna hurt yourself again. And he's one of those that never even came, was in discussion that I had
0: to stop. Yeah. Like, so. if he told you, I think you should stop, I guarantee you're like, I think I should get a second opinion. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you leave the room, he's like, I'm never gonna see that woman again. Oh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> She never going to come back. But it's like, what are you going to do, you Chrissy Max power, not fucking Chrissy yoga? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this shit? You got to rebrand? This isn't the way it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you have to have the mentality that, like, you can't be stopped, that whatever happens, you're just going to take it as a lesson and learn from it and then come back better and stronger from it.
0: Like, so, okay, so I want to talk about, because you've had a couple – um a couple of comebacks here, and I've made, I've talked about it on the podcast, and I made like highlight video and dropped it in, but people might not know, like not, might not realize. So once your powerlifting career started, let's pull this bad boy up. Um, so first year, okay. So the first couple of nationals coming fourth, coming fourth, and then it was 2019 that you that you won your first USAPL national title. Now, at that point, did you have another um, knee injury while powerlifting yet?
1: So two weeks before that nationals was when I actually tore the meniscus. I was being just a big, dumb idiot. And I was dancing with my friend's daughter and the bass dropped in the song. And I jumped up. I landed and I knew right away it was torn. Felt it, but it was, you know, all right, it's a meniscus. I'm just going to let it go. Like type of thing. And it really didn't bother me going into nationals. It caught a little bit when I was getting into my art drum bench, but that was it. And I was good up until COVID. So, you know, we went through the Arnold, did the bench rolling in the Arnold. It was giving me hiccups here and there, but it wasn't like I had to stop my training. And then during quarantine, I was jumping over something and I landed again wrong. And that's when it kind of started tweaking a bit.
0: Like when you say, when you say though, like, okay, because, Uh, I'm not familiar with all this like you felt it pop out isn't it like like when it is you actually feel something tear away on your knee and you're like like what's going on here now is your knee just free floating and isn't that like a lot of pain because you won those nationals
1: yeah I mean it was a bit of pain but it wasn't like a all-day thing long thing it's in I honestly wouldn't have known it was torn if I didn't do it previously it's one of those things where it's like oh shit I did this again because I've done it a few times now, where you know the surgeries on a left knee, they all revise the um, meniscus. They all stitch up, re-stitch the meniscus every time they did it. So every time I retort, I had that same kind of feeling.
0: You're like a pro. You're like you know what's going on now. You got some. <laughs> you're like you could diagnose yourself at this point with these things.
1: I kind of do things. So.
0: <laughs> Damn. So when you won, though, um, when you won those nationals, is a big deal. And uh, but the problem was that was the year um, COVID hit and the the world championships was canceled. And then so this is like this is you've been hit with some some tough luck in your in this stride around this time. And then it tore again. This was a tough year. Yeah, I mean, so we
1: went through. COVID just sucked in general for anyone that made the team that year, especially for any of us that was our first time, because we kind of kept getting jerked around, right? None of us knew what was going on. And then it's like, all right, keep training, keep training, keep training. Just kidding, you're not going. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we we're all in limbo for a while, kind of trained through stuff. It was okay up until the first snowstorm we had in Boston. And it was that kind of snow that is just heavy as shit and it's really watery. And if you don't get it up that night. You know it's going to be stuck there for the rest of the winter unless you chisel it out with something. Yeah. So I went outside and I want to get rid of it. And I just took a scoop and twisted and my knee locked out. And usually if it locked out, within a couple minutes I could get it unlocked. It was bent almost at 90 degrees and I couldn't do anything with it for three days. I was like, shit, yep, I'm, I'm fucked here. <laughs> like-,
0: like a stiff GI Joe figure or something.
1: Yep. And I went to my physical therapist, I was like, hey, it's locked out. Do you think you can help me? He's like, we'll try everything we can. He spent an hour and a half trying to get it unlocked on me and he couldn't do shit with it.
0: Holy <laughs> smokes, that is scary.
1: Like, hooked me up. He had like this thing that like hooked around my leg. And then it was almost like a um, like a buckle to the car, like a seatbelt. And he's like cranking me and this knee wouldn't unlock. It was just like
0: I mean, So how it, scared are you? Are you like, okay, well, I guess this is the new me? Like, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit, Chrissy. <laughs> well, it was actually kind of lucky
1: to be honest with you that it was like that because it's considered an emergency situation in orthopedics. So with COVID and elective surgeries, you know, being on hold at that time, they had to get me in right away. So with mm. that one, it locked out within a week and a half. I was already in having surgery.
0: And this would be surgery number what on your knees?
1: That would be the second one on my right knee. That would be number
0: seven. Holy fuck, Christy. And how old were you at this time? Uh, 31, 30. And and your knees would be 81.
1: 105.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They would be as old as some of those monuments you've seen in Greece. Holy smokes. So were you like at this point, like, were you emotionally and mentally when you – had just, it's crazy cause you just won the USAPL nationals, which is like, you know, arguably one of the toughest nationals you could possibly win. The world championships gets taken from you. And then possibly, are you thinking, oh my God, athletically, I might not be able to come back. Like if you, are you ever thinking this in the back of your head when your knee is locked? I really hate to admit that I did get in that dark spot for like just a
1: little while where I was like, I'm screwed. Like, I'm never going to be able to come back from this. Like, how am I going to, especially these young kids all coming in, it's like, how am I going to be able to maintain where I'm at while these kids are getting even stronger? So for a little bit, I'll probably say like a week, there was where I was like, I'm just fucked. And then, you know, got a little better, then had surgery. And then I was like, there's that dark, those dark times after surgery, especially when you're non-weight-bearing and you're stuck on the couch for weeks. And you just get like lost in Netflix that you're just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just becoming fat and disgusting.
0: I oh, haven't come showered on. in a couple
1: days. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's
0: okay. Well, then we're getting worse now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fat, disgusting. You're like, I can't picture you doing that. But you are like having showered in like four <laughs> weeks. I'm like, Well, okay. Well, that's, that's different, but uh, cheap. My fingers are Cheeto fingers. It's, it got bad, man. But the thing is though, honestly though, um, yeah, when you come out there and you're like, I remember seeing the videos of you. It's tough to see somebody like yourself, like tip of the spear athlete. Um, you know, you're fucking Chrissy Max power, man. You When people see you, you look like a fucking superhero. You're winning national titles and doing crazy things. And then to visit your Instagram when you hold someone in that kind of regard. And then you're doing like, and like fucking hats off to you, Chrissy, but you're doing like, no load, just bending the knee, doing, you know, deep knee bends. You're like, well, here's week one of the comeback. And it's like, holy shit. Like this is either the beginning story of an amazing comeback or it's like, it's tough, man. Like you, I can only imagine, you know, where you'd be and for you to be like, you know, it's tough to admit that I was in a dark place. You got to be not human. If you wouldn't be, you know what I mean? You you would not be human. If you're like, look at man, that was tough. I second guess some things. I mean, like I reached out to like
1: Jennifer Milligan was one of the first people I reached out to because we've gotten close over the years and I respect her so much. And I was like, Hey, so have you ever like had a major injury with like powerlifting and like come back from it? She's like, yeah, I haven't really had that anything that big. I was like, Oh, she's like, what did you
0: do? I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> It's tough. It, it's funny. Here's the thing that like, I tell people too is, um, uh, when people share injury stories and share their comebacks and some people like that, some people like, Oh, why are you sharing this? You want sympathy? And I'm like, man, when you're going through some shit and it doesn't have to be physical, but when you just see someone going through some shit and you know, because like for you and it's sports, it's obvious. So it makes it easier to tell the story, but everybody going through some shit does what you just did. You reach out or you look for sources of inspiration. This is what we do. As humans, you're like, give me something. I'm, I need something right now. So when you're like, all right, whatever. I don't know where, where this is going to start, but here's day one. <laughs> so who did you find? When she's like, no, I, I can't relate. Were you like, well. I, like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, I can't even really think of anyone
1: that's done anything like that. I was like, fuck.
0: I, <laughs> well, so it's me. I'm the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like I think it was what, eight or ten weeks non-weight bearing with that first one. My God. So like my leg went that right quad looked like
0: <laughs>
2: area like, messy like, It looked like my my right arm.
1: <laughs> I looked like a bariatric patient that just had <laughs> surgery that lost like a hundred pounds and I it felt like Play Doh. Like I could just manipulate the skin. It was gross. <laughs> Ew. <I> was like, <laughs> well, Guess I can never stop weightlifting because I don't want that.
0: (laughs) Right. And were you like, and this is the thing too, like it's difficult because um, like it's part of our identity to an extent, right? Like we're bigger than this in terms of weightlifting, but at the same freaking time, man, like this is a gift. You got a gift, obviously, right? Surprise, surprise. So this is tough when it's like, could be taken from you. Are you thinking in this 10 weeks of no, like, are you thinking all right? did you start at some moments switching your goals being like all right fuck it i don't powerlifting, whatever just let me let me go back to feeling normal and having a normal amount of like muscle even that i'll settle for or where was your mental state at this point
1: after i got through that kind of dark place and like thankfully i have a really good gym family like really good sports system around me like with them like all right get your shit together like we get it like but it's time to get over it like let's get back to the gym and I joined this like little commercial gym near my house because I couldn't really drive I wasn't really supposed to be driving at this point but I was just like I need to get out of my house anyways and I just went and used machines I had my crutches they had someone following me around with the because this is during COVID times with a bucket cleaning up after me because I couldn't hold it myself (laughs) (laughs) I just hit that pull down really hard like did a lot of dumbbell stuff, but, like, just focused on the upper body. And, and then, like, eventually when I was, you know, able to start doing stuff in the gym, at least I felt like I had my bench a little bit, right. even though I wasn't using my legs for anything. But, like, at least there was still a little something there for me. But I love competing too much. There was never a question in my mind if I was going to come back or not. It was just going to be how long is it going to take me.
0: So. And when you first did come back, the first USAPL Nats, I remember you showing up and, and it was kind of like that. You were like, I'm just almost like I shouldn't even be here. So here I am. It doesn't matter what happens right now. Like you just, whatever the, like what what year was this? This is 2021 now?
1: It was last year's, so yeah.
0: Because I'm just taking a look at the, uh, right. So you won 2019, Arnold's, and then yeah, 2021. So that is the year you come in seventh, and you got a 4.15 total. So at that point, um, what are you thinking in, in terms of like, because even even watching you getting ready for it, I was like, how the fuck are you going to get ready in time for this Nats? Like, it seemed like a mad dash. I was surprised you got 4.15. I'm like, man, I just hope she has like some respectable numbers, feels good about it. Because it's it's tough, man, to watch somebody like, I hope she does well. You know, and, um, what was your expectation? Are you thinking this is going to be okay or? I was kind of messed up, to be honest with you, because we thought, I originally
1: thought when I, the day I had surgery was that when they announced that they were moving nationals to June. So that was, and I was, I kept off Instagram and stuff. I didn't realize that until two weeks later. So like, when I found out about that, like, because originally going into surgery, I was like, oh, like, I might not win this year, but I'm going to like be respectable. Like, this is going to be fine. Like, whatever. And then when I heard that, I was like, well, you got to manage your expectations I didn't start really squatting until April last year. So I knew I had four or six weeks really to start squatting anything respectable. I ended up hitting I think it was 330 at last at that
0: national. Yeah, that yeah, man, that's pretty So I'm pretty
1: freaking happy about that. Um actually really proud of that one. Deadlift didn't show up, but that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't get greedy. <laughs> I'll take what I
1: can. That's right. Yeah. At
0: that point, yeah, I guess.
1: Huh? <laughs> so like as much as, you know, coming seventh is never anything I'm aiming to do, I wasn't I wasn't that disappointed in it. <laughs> Obviously, you always want more. Mm. But to show up and put something like that up, I was really proud of. And it was more, we set you know, my main goal actually that it was hit that 330 on SWAT. Everything else is just to execute to the best of my ability. And it was more of a mental game that day than anything else.
0: So you had like a little, like a, a month and a half to get ready for USCP on that. You, how, you, it's almost like you're riding on faith then. Cause you don't fully, how would you even know what you got in the tank with that little bit of prep when like previous to that, you're like non-load bearing driving your car was a PR. <laughs> <It> was, <Yeah. laughs> you had the staff at a local gym be like, oh shit, here she comes.
2: <laughs> Let me ballet
0: again. Who's There's that asshole
1: lady... in the crutches and a cutoff?
0: <laughs> exactly. They're with you in between your sets as you're posing in the mirror's upper body. And they're like, God oh, damn know. it. some kids waiting to wipe down your machine. He's like, God damn it, man. <laughs> you're like, you're like, all right, boy. Get your, put, get your bucket. Let's go. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, what I guess you would uh, it, it would be a bit of a surprise even for yourself trying to like when you showed up there, be like, all right, well, because you wouldn't have like maxed out. Like how close to max would you even come? I mean.
1: Everything there. Uh, no. Yeah, I think everything actually hit that day was a post PR max, if that counts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh um, my! Oh, in this case, it counts. <laughs> Believe me. I mean, those are those are probably the biggest. So afterwards, you're thinking, all right, we're doing pretty good. I think we're back. Feeling great. <laughs> feeling, yeah, yeah. Like this is this is this is the happiest seventh place I've ever had in my life. The yep. four fifteen never tasted so good. Um, and then what happened? We were feeling pretty good.
1: I had like a little hiccup where. It wasn't even, like, the knee wasn't bothering me when I was lifting. It was mostly if I, like, walked on the beach for too long or something stupid like that. It wasn't, you know, actually under load. And I would get this pain in my knee, and I went to my doctor, and he's like, all right, like, we can throw a cortisone shot in it, feel it out. I'll see you next time, like, something pops up. So I was good. I was good until about probably September. I started getting this, like, little lump on the side of my knee right where one of the big incisions was. It's like, oh, crap, what can this be now? And, like, it was pinpoint pain. And it wasn't all the time, but it would kind of swell up and then go back down. So I figured, all right, September, might as well, like, check stuff out, you know, whatever. So I was still going, is that September? I'm getting my timeline messed up. No, that was October. October, November. It was sometime in that fall range.
3: Yeah. And,
1: Fair enough. Um, still going to PT twice a week. I've been doing that year-round now just to keep up with everything. And I was in the um, winning room for my surgeon, and I just had a bad feeling. It just hadn't been feeling great for, like, last week. And I emailed Sabre, who was doing the Virginia Pro, to see if any spots were open, just in case. Because, like, my lifts were moving really well. But, you know, if I could get something in before the end of the year, that would be great in case something bad happened. Went in, he checked me out, told me I had cysts and he was sending me to get an MRI that day. The MRI came back, I had three cysts, I need to go back in for surgery. I heard back from Sabre before I heard back from my doctor and I told him to sign me up. So I literally had like a three or four week prep for
0: Virginia Pro. <laughs> With three cysts? You're like... Whatever, fuck it. <laughs>
1: like, point, yeah. like I'm, I'm hitting my PRs in the gym right now on squats. Like let's
0: just get something. In. Whatever. You, you got three cysts. Yeah, sure. Whatever. It it's is not what that it bad, is. <laughs> right? Your your doctor is like, I got to put you on a loyalty program or some shit because I'm seeing i I'm seeing a lot of you. Holy smokes! So you got three cysts in there, and is this like, this has to be surgically removed, or how does how bad is it? like these cysts, what, what is a cyst exactly? And this is not like a cancerous thing or.
1: No. So they formed around the sutures that were inside my knee. So my body was basically rejecting the sutures and it was basically inflammation, like in a sack around those sutures. So at first she said it wasn't hundred percent necessary, but you're going to have discomfort like this and that. I told him just to take them out because it was, if it was just the cysts, it would have been like, they go in, they take it out within a week I'm back in the gym.
3: Hmm.
1: turned out on my flight down to Virginia my knee blew up like just I had like a big looking it was just huge like <laughs> fuck and I was like shit this is only an hour flight this shouldn't have happened <laughs> like it wasn't even like I try to prepare for everything before meets. like have checklists like all this kind of crap and that was the one thing I didn't put on my list. I was like, oh, your your knee's gonna blow up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta do. But, your knee shouldn't blow up in a sixteen-hour flight either, though. <laughs> 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 this is for you, probably. You, I'm surprised you made it back from Greece. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so shit. So you arrived there, ready
1: to lift. Holy, like, because that was, I that was a Saturday morning. Saturday mid morning it started that meet, and I flew in Friday night. It was like, I was a short flight. I don't need to like be there that early, this and that. And it did not go down before the meet started. It was like decent before for my first two squats, my third squat. It just did not feel great. I took off the knee sleeve and I was like, shit,
3: Mm. we can get through
1: the rest of the day. I only have six more lifts. We're fine. (laughs) And then, so I did decent in that meet. I hit a PR on squats. Deadlift you know came I can, back a little bit. But deadlift this,
0: since... Yeah. I'll pull this bad boy up right now for you.
2: Yeah, since I mean, it, it, it tie your best total, the one that you won Nationals with, the 442.5.
0: Okay. So you did... I mean, you, you're a tough cookie battling through the pain if you're hitting numbers like that, but... It wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> and
1: then I got back from that and I contacted my surgeon again and being like, we need to get this taken care of. So... <laughs> I think it was a week and a half, two weeks. I went to the Bahamas for a week and then <laughs> I came back and had surgery.
0: <laughs> look it, you got you. I'm seeing the pattern first off. All in your life period. But anyways, hey, look, it's true though, you gotta do your damn thing, right? Um, but yeah, so what was it like when you're in the Bahamas? Walking the beach and did, was it like awkward people are like, why is your knee so big? Was it still the size of a football? But it was freaking Was it really? <laughs>
1: I was walking around like an old lady that needed a cane, but it was refusing to use her cane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no kidding. And were you like, at this point, um, cause you would just come back and now you're like, here we go again. I got to come back again. Yeah. I mean, at least with
1: the most recent surgery. So they went in, took out the cysts, took out the sutures and there ended up being two more tears in the back of my meniscus and they actually displaced. So they were able just to take those out and clean up the meniscus a little bit. So it wasn't as bad of a comeback as the one, you know, 11 months before. And it was almost like a blessing that I had that one before because I knew I could come back. And, you know, I was with my PT the whole time. We knew what the formula was to come back. My coach knew more of like how I would respond to things and how I would adapt. So we had a lot better of an outlook and a game plan on how we were going to get back the quickest we could. And my PT is also a very good one that is never going to hold me back. He knows he can pull the reins a little bit, but he's never going to tell me just to stop. We'll adjust <laughs> things in order to get me to get through things.
0: So, no, I, got a, I got a feeling when people start talking about I can't do this, he uses you as like a benchmark of <laughs> listen to me. Okay, I got a client I but, know, uh, who's continuously in comeback season. <laughs> that's yeah. like okay. Anytime you visit her Instagram, that's a hashtag. It's just uh, constantly comeback season. but um, uh, what season is it? <laughs> comeback season baby. it doesn't matter what season it is. but um, so you're so you have surgery again and then th- so they find all of this and um, are you right back all because if I remember correctly, you're right back to like, no load bearing all over again right um i was oh
1: man it was so i was on crutches it was wasn't non weight bearing for that long this time it was barely anything especially compared to last time and then i was off crutches within 8 to 10 weeks okay and like the last couple of weeks there were like a one crutch kind of
0: stupid listen stuff, 8 to 10 weeks on this is how you were like tough as nails and have gone through this a lot when like, it was like eight to 10 weeks on crutches. It was enough. Now everyone <laughs> listening to this will be like, Holy shit. Eight to 10 weeks on crutches. That's a long, that's a good chunk of the year on crutches. I it was, mean, it was, it wasn't as bad. And <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good, See, good you, are not
0: training. One, you are not one. You not one to complain. I'll give you that right now. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Did you show up at the gym and like, kid go get your fucking bucket? Because we got <laughs> upper, <laughs> upper body season is back, baby. Let's go. And he's like, "God damn it, man!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so were you just like upper body for that time, or what were you doing when you were on crutches?
1: Um, I was upper body. I was doing PT twice a week, and then doing you know very light like stuff like you know quad squeezes leg raises clamshells, stuff like that um and then after oh, we did a ton of bfr training blood flow restriction okay and that you don't have to use as much weight but you're getting the same you know response out of the muscles with it and What's I that, credit- what,
0: what is that like can you go a little deeper what is that blood flow chain is this like using? have like you base? heard like uh, so it's, they're, they're
1: Velcro like cuffs that you fill air into, to a certain pressure and they cut off your blood flow and you use lighter loads. Really? Wait, is that, oh, so you yeah. did,
0: you you've rather, seen me do these, haven't you? I've my seen stories. them, but I don't, I've seen them. It, it's been a hot minute, but I don't know if I fully knew what I was looking at here. Yeah. I was just. I probably scroll like, God damn, this is hard to watch. I, I, I probably thought this is the end of Chrissy. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. This is hard to watch. But um, so they were like, uh, it's, does this actually work? It just restricts the blood flow, opens the blood flow to the muscle just to keep it. How does that? How
2: does
0: I don't work? I'm interested. It's as interesting. I don't know all the science behind yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you could bullshit me and I'll, I'll believe it. So don't worry. <laughs> you can,
1: uh, bodybuilders i've done a lot i actually talked to nunez a little bit about it but it's you do high rep stuff and you it you i don't know that much (laughs) and you put a band around the the muscle though it's um so it's a it's like a blood pressure cuff
2: ah you you put it above the whatever muscle you're training so if you're like training your your biceps you would put it like up by your shoulder if you're gonna train like you know your quads, you're gonna put like up by your hip to restrict the blood flow going into there.
0: Holy shit, man. And this is, um, is this for something you would use? So, Aaron, you've heard about this.
2: Yeah, I mean, when we were at uh, Florida State, like for powerlifting, like 10 or 15 years ago, like this is like kind of when it first started coming out with Dr. Zordos and Lane Nor and Alberto and all of them and stuff like that. We actually had like one group who loved doing it as part of their powerlifting training. Like towards the end, um, we used the occlusion cuffs and just do very low load, high rep I don't remember off the top of my head the exact science behind it as far as restricting the blood flow but there is you know similar results so it's good for people coming back from injuries good for uh, older populations because they don't have to then work with as heavier of a load
0: damn man um and this is the same gentleman that you were working with chrissy one of them was the people you're talking about arian is that the same alberto it, it yeah it's, uh, it,
2: it's it's the 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 bodybuilders and the and the scientists from exercise science that were like looking into this and it was kind of getting around back then people uh, started started doing as part of their training and stuff like that um maybe not as popular uh these days but you know it still gets around
0: Hmm. and that's got is that also did you like cupping and stuff like that or that's not going to help with your situation i did dry needling i still
1: did a lot of dry needling
0: and just what? soft tissue work is that just like on weekends when you're partying or <laughs> was dry needling? That's... it's like
1: kind of like acupuncture where they put needles into where the knots are in your muscles and they kind of spread them out.
0: Oh freak. I'm <laughs> And not... then like
1: all of a sudden you'll feel like the muscle release.
0: <laughs> no kidding. So does it work well or oh I love it. Some people hate it, some people love it. I am all for it. <laughs> See, I'm um I'm not great with needles. Like if I gotta give blood. I'm uh I gotta put headphones on, put on a podcast, and like not look and try to go to like some other place. But <laughs> um, like it's bad. Like I'm that person like are you gonna pass out on me? But in terms of I've gotten acupuncture before, but like on my lower back, so I can't see it anyways. But um yeah, it does like it you could feel the muscles release when you did it.
1: Yeah, especially like in my upper back and stuff. Like my traps, I always have like this one knot where I just I can't turn my head. You he mm. will get that spot and like all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> here you go. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Is it when um now does this happen? Do you feel the muscle release when you feel the needle go through the muscle tissue and then it releases, or when they pull it out? It's kind of when they start threading it a bit. So they thread it in and out? Yeah. Damn, how would you know about this area?
2: Yeah, I've heard of all this stuff. I have some of my lifters who uh, do the dry cupping and dry kneeling, that kind of stuff too.
0: And that's what's called dry needling is that just goes in and out of the muscle like that. Hmm. I'm going to try
2: some of this. Ryan's like, I got so many things to try now.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, I don't know. Some of it's, I just can't see it happening to myself. But if I don't see it, it's on my back or whatever. Whatever. And it hurts
1: um, at first. I'm not going to lie to you. It's one of those things that you
0: kind of have to build a tolerance to. I do a podcast with the Messi Messy <laughs> Okay. My tolerance level is very high in terms of bring the pain, bring the pain. All right. Um, when this? Sorry. Larry. It's been so nice tonight. Um, <laughs> this, this, uh, so, so I didn't know they go um, like over and over, like repeatedly. It's like not a ton, but they'll like kind of go yeah, yeah. for a couple seconds. Yeah, wow. So, and have you done the cupping as well? I've done cupping. And how did, how'd you, I've done cupping as well. Not a lot. And uh, it feels weird as hell. <laughs> That's for I'm sure. I'm not a fan
1: of the hickeys on my body for like. Like, like really? Andre the Giant
2: gave you hickeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, i like attacked
1: it, by a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It seems like.
2: It seems like a lot of people like it though. Like they want to show off that like they did dry cupping and show all these. Yeah, so, yeah. It seems it's... like all, all all those MMA fighters and all those like football players and stuff have it on their back.
0: I feel like I'm getting bruised. <laughs> I uh, I think the first time I had seen dry cupping was, um, I think it was Michael Phelps at the Olympics. Do you remember that? It was oh, a big deal. Him showing up, it was a huge deal when he had like. All those marks all over his back and everybody's like, what is that? And it's like, well, this is the science behind it. And then boom, everybody who was like, any anybody who had some kind of a service um, in terms of rehabilitation, whatever, immediately want to get their certification for dry cupping because you knew everyone's going to come in there, ask for dry cupping. I was one of those assholes, by the way, who showed up and be like, how about we try dry cupping? And and you like, can charge whatever you want because no one even knows. <laughs> this is true too, right? When it's new, and the dude is like, "I knew you might ask me for dry cup. He, my man, breaks out the cups. He's like, "Let's rock and roll." I was like, "All right." <laughs> I mean, whatever. Michael, this is the biggest. If Michael Phelps is doing it in the Olympics, everybody's gonna try it. But it makes sense of like blood flow to the muscles. End of the day, right? Yep. And and just like moving the mus- muscles around, it's like an extremely aggressive. Um, when they're break like an RMT type deal. And I've like, at some point, man, you're willing to do it all. I've been through, I had a dude, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, this is how bad one time my one shoulder was like when they were doing, like, I'm not good for needles you're doing needles, dry cupping. And you know, like you have those um, beds where like, like your face goes through the middle, right? It's like cut out for your head. And um, so whatever, he's working on my shoulders and my head is through that that uh, table and I'm look I'm looking to the side and I can see his feet on the ground. And first he's got his like his knuckles and he's trying to break down that shoulder tissue. And then he's like, right, hang on a second. And then he's got his throws his elbow down and he's he's like you know, WWE style. He's got his elbow on my shoulder. I'm like, all right, well, I feel that a little bit. <laughs> That's definitely feel that okay. And he's like, hang on a second. All right, wait, no, I know what I got. And then all of a sudden, my face is in between that hole, and I see my man's two feet come off the ground. It, Homie's legs are on the wall, and he's, used, he's like pushing off on the wall to get some extra leverage, and he goes, now I need you to raise your arm for me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I'm lifting my arm, and like when your shoulder blade's turning like that, and my man's got his elbow in, anyways... When you're desperate, desperate desperate times call for desperate measure, and I know how you feel. So um, you've gone through all of this, and this is going into – this is after the Sabre competition. We're going into 2022 then? Yes. Yep. And now you're starting to – you're like – so here's the thing. When you're like – there's a huge chunk of the year, you're not even like walking on your legs, let alone weightlifting on them. Are you telling yourself like – Frig, man even though this one is isn't as bad that's another two months of not using your legs and you already had not too long ago not using your legs like are you like frig we're starting from scratch all over again
1: yeah it was it was tough um and then it was tough getting into that mindset of checking all the boxes again
3: Mm -hmm. because
1: it's like you haven't done it for so long do you, is it even really worth it? Like, are we even going to be able to come back to where you want to be back for nationals anyways? And now on top of that, we have to cut an extra kilogram, which is just not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, is it going to be really worth it to do all this shit? And then I was second guessing it maybe for like a week after surgery. And then I was like, you know what? We got this. We're going to put everything we can into it and we're going to be proud of whatever we do, but if it's not there, it's not there. But we're gonna try our fucking best to get there.
0: And you had some, you had some killers coming back. Like, obviously Britt had won the USAPL nationals as well. Um, like you, this was no soft field that was gonna show up. So it's it's tough, especially like, um, yeah, at the very least, you and your coaches, like your whole staff around you, have been here before. So you know how to dig yourself out of this hole. But you're definitely in a hole. And even if it's not as bad as the last one, just the timing wise, you're like, how much ground, like you had said, to kick off the podcast, you're like, it gets harder and harder with these girls coming up, right? Not easy and easy, you're harder and harder. And now you're like, you can't train to catch up. And they're just like in the gym, smashing weights this whole time. Like, are you like, are you on Instagram at this point? Are you off Instagram? Are you doing things to try to protect yourself mentally?
1: So I... Depending on what time of year it is, like April on, I don't look at anyone I'm competing against. I just don't look at like they'll be on my feet. I just scroll right past them. I don't even bother because over the years I've learned like you try to compare yourself to everyone else, but you don't know what kind of program they're on. You don't know exactly what their schemes are and all this kind of stuff. There is no reason to stress yourself out and especially cutting another kilogram, raise your cortisol levels when you don't know exactly what's going on. And you also don't know where these girls are sitting for body weight. Mm-hmm. It's so I just kind of shut everyone else out yeah. and just focus on what I'm doing and, you know, control what I can because there was a ton of variables going on this year that I had to juggle and one of them shouldn't be what other people are doing.
0: <laughs> it's healthy, man. Comparison is the thief of joy, right? Like, and uh, you're right. Like there's so many, how many times doing like, the amount of like competitions now in terms of doing King Lifts, how many preview shows we did, etc., And everything you see in the gym can go right out the window with, just like you said, what's their body weight at? You know how misleading that is when somebody, when you could see someone in a weight class, just crushing, crushing weights. And you're like, Holy smokes. Like if that transfers onto the platform and then it doesn't. And then you read, yeah, I had a monster cut and you're like, I was freaking out or like I could see where you could be freaking out. Or if you're like just somebody watching you, it wouldn't be, there's so much movement going on that you could totally get in your own head, especially with what you're, you were going through. And at a certain moment, was it ever like, okay. So the first one around, it's almost free because you're like, okay, um, whatever I do is great. Like you said, I'm not aiming, I'm not happy for seventh, but it's almost freeing because you're, you walk in there and you just have fun, right? Um, let's do time. our best. Yeah. You had a great <laughs> it was time. A great time. <laughs> yeah. This one, did it feel different? Like, I don't know if I want to keep coming in seventh. Like how, you know what I mean? Did you, were you ever being like, you know, what did, how did this one have the same feel coming into it? Or did you start thinking as you're getting closer? I think this is going to be the comeback story. Everybody's going to be talking about.
3: Uh,
1: so, my major stress with this one coming back was being able to i knew i was gonna be able to cut weight fine i started with rp you know basically after right after the arnold which was the first time i've ever actually calculated macros or anything like that really
0: you never so i mean this upsets me because you're (laughs) diced and it makes me upset but like um holy smoke so then how did you what were you doing before that just like Just into it, damn, (laughs) the frig man, it's a lot of genetics, (laughs) yeah, that's what it is, frig. Because, uh, so I because because you're already like lean and like a a kilo doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're already like you were always lean, so then a kilo and a half
1: percent, it's body weight, you know, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) That is a freaking lot. Two and a half pounds and you're already like 125 pounds. It's a good chunk of weight that you have to leave. And you were already diced. So, um, yeah, I guess this would have been new for you. All of a sudden, like, I guess I'm counting macros. How many, what were your calories at when you were doing all this? Uh, what was I doing? I think it was, I would actually have to look that up. Uh, I don't remember. Really? Because uh, I, uh, <laughs> i um, it's, it's interesting because you can, you can, drop your calories and obviously your body weight comes down. The thing is with you, you don't want to lose muscle mass. Obviously you've gained, I mean, it's so hard to gain muscle mass. You work so hard for it, especially having taken time off in chunks of like two months at a time, you're like, okay, whatever muscle mass I have, I don't want to lose And, and you don't get to decide that unfortunately. Right. So then it becomes a game of slash calories, lose weight, but not too aggressively. Cause if you lose weight fast and I'm like at 190 pounds, I'll float up to, I've like, when I tore my, I tore my calf and I was on crutches. Okay. And I don't got a cr- cr- Chrissy max power comeback story here. That's going to bring a tear to the eye, but um, I tore my calf. And you know, as I refer to you as Chrissy max power, that's where, you love my, <laughs> that's where you are in my heart though. I just, <laughs> so bear with me, but, um, so I, I bloomed up to like 200, 205 pounds. Cause you're not like, cause you're not walking, I'm not getting my steps in and I'm like refusing to drop my calories cause you know, life is good. So whatever it is, what it is. Um, and I'm walking around doing like upper body stuff. But then when you want to lose weight, you don't want to lose too much at a time cause you will lose muscle mass. So you, for myself, it was like a little over a pound a week. And then I could get down back down to around 190. Um, and if you do too much more than that, cause I listen to like, look, I'm no dietitian, but I listen to like Lane Norton and whatever. And they talk about you lose too much too quickly. You will start losing muscle mass. And even if you do everything right and you're patient, which is the hardest part is being patient. You're going to lose a little muscle mass. It is what it is when you're losing body weight. And that's the fucking, uh, and then, uh, and then if you got enough time, you could reverse your calories back slowly. And your body weight won't go back up, but your calories will start coming back up a little bit as well. It all depends how much time you got. Um, Did you have time to, like, how much time did you have? Were you? So we started in March. uh, Nationals was
1: first week in June, second week in June. Um, I didn't have too, too much to cut. I usually sit around 128, 129, like, on my heavy days. So for me, it wasn't too, too much of a concern, but I'm always like – You don't have that much weight to lose. Like Yeah. But most of it, honestly, why I don't drink enough water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's everybody.
1: I preload my water load, like, and once (laughs) I actually started doing that, my weight dropped almost too quick. And I actually had to increase my calories. Because all of a sudden, two weeks out, I was a pound over comp weight. Which was it was okay though, because my bench was still hitting hard. I was like, all right, like if I can be smoking these, be- like singles on benches in a math the slight o- of a weight, like I was going in so confident into Nats with that. Yeah. So it was almost like a blessing at the same time. But that was my biggest concern leading up to it.
0: Yeah, that water load is, uh, if you don't drink a lot, like I drink a lot of water anyways, but you could lose a lot on a good water cut. It can backfire though, it's dicey. I mean, you could have, you know, the Sean Noriega hands. Uh, that's not like a technical term, but <laughs> when his hands were like, <laughs> when his hands like he couldn't open his hands, and he was like he was benching, and he was like, it, it happened to Mike C as well. Like, um, you know, things happen when you dehydrate, rehydrate the whole night, so it gets dicey. It's, um, I know what you mean even if it's not a big cut, you want to kind of bring the body weight down a little bit. At the same time, there is like, like freaking. If you get too lean, you wonder, like, will the strength become – is there a tipping point, right? Because um, it's a powerlifting contest, not a bodybuilding competition. So it's like <laughs> it gets tough. Everybody uh, – Brittany, the same deal she was talking about it. it it's it's just another variable that everybody kind of went through because everybody had a new weight class to hit. But um, it's all about preparation if you surround yourself with a team. It's always easier to have a team around you. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> right? Can you imagine doing this yourself? Oh, like, no. I think I
1: yeah. – <laughs> There was a kid at the gym recently, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to handle myself at my first meet. And I go, why are you doing that to
0: yourself? Yeah.
1: Like, just find somebody. Yeah. It's not fun. Don't do
3: that.
0: No. <laughs> it's stressful as shit, too. And then, like, when you're handling things like a water load, deload, calories, um, there are moments when, like, if, you, if someone just tells you, if someone's just driving – the car for you. Yeah. And it, like you let someone take the wheel, the lack, the stress goes way down. Cause you could just trust uh, it's going to happen. It's okay. I remember like years ago, 2016 range, I was working with Joey flex and I remember um, I did like a water cut and it was, I was like 10 pounds over the night before it. I, it was crazy. I don't know why I retained so much water, but I, <laughs> chrissy the and i'm telling you guys like holy shit i was a weight class up i remember messaging <laughs> joey flex be like dog like and I, this was a regional event where i couldn't if i made weight i didn't even lift and i flew there and i'm like my man and joey he's our he's famous for his like voice messages when <laughs> he voice message you he doesn't like uh you know write text and he's like don't worry this has happened before. I've seen this before. This is what we're gonna do. But um, like in everything he told you me to do, like, even if you know you're gonna do it, it's just somebody else is in it with you to be like, Don't worry, this is what we're gonna do, blah blah blah. It just helps, man. Especially at an event like you were like you were in Vegas doing this. Did you Did sort of, did you go there with the team in Vegas? How was Vegas? Oh, Vegas is amazing. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> I love Vegas. Yeah. Arian knows. <laughs> were you? What's the last time you were in Vegas, Arian? Uh,
2: I haven't been to Vegas in a few years, but uh, we hung out in Daytona, so I know how Chrissy likes to party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's not it's not Vegas. It's Chrissy doing doing yeah. doing a thing. Um, so how how was the vibe when you got to Vegas? Because it looked like I'm I'm on the other side of the world, in South Africa, looking at you guys' videos, and it looked amazing.
1: It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's Vegas anyways. So it's, that was actually one of my driving factors too. like entering this meet was like, you want to win because you want to party hard in Vegas and have a oh, reason yeah. to celebrate. Like you don't want to <laughs> go to Vegas and be sad. No one likes that.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm going to celebrate anyways, but let's just make it legit. You're let's not right? have <laughs> tears involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> Drinks are going to flow. There's going to be tears, but let's make it happy tears. Um, <laughs> But when you got there, were you feeling good or? I was feeling, I was a train wreck. I'm always like a
1: roller coaster of emotions starting like a week out where like I get super confident. And then like I'll hear like a song or see like one of those dog commercials and like start crying. I'm like the puppies. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'll be good again. So like once I, I was a little bit of a hot mess flying out. I froze all my food that I was taking out with me and forgot to leave the one that I was going to eat on the airplane unfrozen. And then my layover was cut short, so I couldn't find a microwave. And then I'm sitting in line like, what the fuck am I going to do with frozen food? I'm starving. I'm going to starve to death. Like, being like ridiculous. And I was walking around with my frozen food inside my jacket, close yeah. to my body to try to heat it
0: up oh my god desperate times right you've been through worse
1: (laughs) but like it was pretty good once i got there um the time change was a little difficult i'm never really good with jet lag to begin with and stuff like that but the three hour time difference especially day of kind of threw me off a little bit um but for the most part like i intermittent fast anyways i just prefer it
0: you flew in the day of day before two days okay okay
1: okay okay but oh. I got in at like 11 o'clock
0: on- at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Plus the time changed. So it's like one o'clock in the morning or whatever, Boston time. So
0: yeah, it's
1: not fantastic. Uh, and it was like 105 at like 11 PM in Vegas. Cause it's Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Vegas is ridiculous.
1: Um, but once, you know, checked in and all that, like it was, it was good. You know, I like to keep kind of to myself, especially the day of competition. So kind of just in my hotel room doing nothing but laying in bed watching TV.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. And when you showed up, was your expectations then? I think I could win this. I think I'm competitive. <laughs> what were you thinking?
1: Uh, starting three weeks out in the gym, I was manifesting to everybody that I was going to. Win. I was telling everybody I got it. Really? Holy <laughs> shit. You gotta be your own biggest cheerleader. And if I start talking about it, I have to make it happen.
0: This is true. So. <laughs> had you been in comp, or in uh training, had you been like hitting some big lifts? Like I, I can't remember. Uh, if oh, you I were... hide
1: stuff anyways, I don't post all okay. my time. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: that that's, hey, that's look at, cause you know, cause you're not looking at it, other people's like people are watching sometimes, right. And scouting. Oh, and... If you have a good coach,
1: if someone is good, that's handling you, they're watching everyone else for you. So they uh, know what yeah. to do game day. Like it's a chess match. Let's be honest. Yeah. As much as it's on the lifter, it's on the coach. So yeah, I keep everything close. Cause I knew if I could hit my squats, then it was going to be a close competition and it was just gonna be, in my mind, it was gonna be who had the better coach that could manipulate the numbers, because whatever was gonna be on that bar, I was gonna hit. I missed my, you know,
0: third deadlift, but I still finished the lift. So. Yeah, well, there, yeah, moral victory there. And when, when it so you're walking in there, you're confident that this is gonna happen for you, um, and when the lifting started. Like, obviously you must have felt like, are you paying attention first off to, to the other lifters or you've got your blinders on and your handle is just like, you take, you take it over. I'm not even paying attention to what other people are doing.
1: Oh, I don't look at that scoreboard. I don't even see what people are opening up with. I want to know nothing. Like, I like, thank God my coach Eric Bonhorn like gets me. We've been together now since oh, 2017. I signed up with him right after the 2017, that my first nationals and he gets me. Don't tell me anything about when to eat, when to go to the bathroom and when to lift. I don't want he, to know anything else.
0: He tells you when to go to the bathroom?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm like, is this the time to go? Do I <laughs> oh, have time? Okay, <laughs> that's will, more like, what it like, is. Wait, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I will wait last minute and be like, oh, do I have time? He's like, you're going in two minutes. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, you should have gone. I hope you don't have to go. <laughs> this is Tell
1: me these things.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair enough. I got you. I got you. Um yeah, I mean, Aaron, do you got these uh, this pulled up in front of you, sir? Yeah. Let's take a look at this. So how was this unfolding here? So it looks like it was relatively close after squats. Um, did you see that Brittany had missed her? I guess you didn't. Like, are you getting any updates even after the event is over? Like squats, did you know? Okay, a couple of us went three for three. Oh, you are completely blind going through this. Yep. And... I was
1: lucky enough that like Sam Calhoun came out came out to hang out with me in the warm-up room. So like I was just messing around with her a little bit and not even paying attention.
0: Erin, <laughs> by the time we got into deadlifts, what is this looking like here? I got it pulled up. But is she already a side cause she won by ten kilo, which is sizable and it looks like they were battling for second and third and podium finishes here.
2: Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, if you want to go straight to deadlifts at that point, Chrissy had a uh 260 kilos subtotal brit had 257.5 and then kathy and Allie were at 250 so she was in a pretty good spot th- spot there being ahead on subtotal and then having the biggest delf opener too um, for whatever reason uh brit had a, a bad day maybe the cut from 60 down to 56 her because she's dealt a lot more than that so having to open up like you know 15 kilos behind Chrissy at that point um was like really difficult to catch up
0: Yeah, a 15-kilo spread, that is a monster. She must have had some issues there. Um, And this is it, man. Well, you got to come in ready for that. Um, And uh, yeah, because a 15-kilo, once you see, or you probably, I guess you didn't see, but a 15-kilo spread on an opener, it was close in the subtotal, but that's really going to, that's like impossible to catch up. She would have needed you to only get your opener. And that was that.
2: Yeah, so really the, the one who really had the closest shot looks like it was Kathy because, like I said, Kathy and Allie had the same subtotal, but Kathy was opening up heavier. And also uh, on second attempt was two and a half kilos above Allie. So she stayed above Allie to, like, hold on to second place. And when she knew she had second place locked, then that's when she took the 10-kilo jump to try to beat Chrissy. Uh, and she missed the 195. So then Chrissy got the win there.
0: Did you, did you see that pull by Kathy, uh, Arian?
2: No, I didn't get to watch this session.
0: Did you know at the very least, um, Chrissy, that she was pulling to take it away from you? Like, okay. So by this <laughs> point, you were like, yeah. so what was the conversation after your final deadlift? Um, then did they tell you, okay, you're currently in first?
1: So going into that final deadlift, they're like, pull this. The one is yours. No one's going to be able to catch up. You miss it. You, s- you still might have it, but they- there still might be you know something there. We're going to have to wait and see. So when I uh, when I got off the platform, I looked at <laughs> my coach was like, did I do okay? He's like, no, no, you're fine. Like, we just need to wait two more lifters.
0: <laughs> right, that's tough, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So it, then, you know, it seemed like a lifetime for her to go. <laughs> <But> <laughs> watching from the back, I never like to cheer for people missing things,
0: but... Cheered a
1: little bit when she missed it. Yeah, well, come on.
0: You, you are human. You earned this. You earned that. You're like, I did months on two fucking crutches. All right, I'm cheering for her to miss this time. I don't want nobody to say nothing about it. Somewhere, some kid with a fucking mop bucket that carried you, that walked around with you at that gym is cheering for her to miss that lift as well. He's like, he's okay. like it's worth
1: it now. Yeah, it's worth
0: it now. That's what he. That's what he's telling himself. It's all worth it now. Okay, good, good. But uh, yeah, so how did it feel when you found out, okay, I am, once again, here we are back at the top of the USAPL and a national champion. And this time, like, everything you had gone through to make this happen. Oh, man, it was, first one was great. This one was even
1: better. Because having to battle back not once but twice and proving to myself that I'm literally capable of anything, like, this prep wasn't easy at all. Like, from... I had a couple deaths in the family leading up to this. So I just had like a lot of different, you know, things going on, not just, you know, getting to physical therapy and rehabbing this back as much as I could. So as much as it was a physical win too, it was a mental win. And to be able to check all the boxes, you know, get my sleep in, make sure my weight's okay, get my vitamins, all that kind of bullshit. And then still, still, still deal with the shit outside of the gym. Like it was just
0: it was a huge win all around like when you're in this position and you're like when you're physically you know injured and you can't do what you want to do and this is probably your normal outlet and then other things start happening and there's a lot of things that happen in life like you a lot of things come your way family deaths really put some shit into perspective where it's like holy smokes and um that's got to be the toughest and not knowing like this is so part of who you are right like strength and whatnot at this point that is is was it around that time when you were like on crutches when all this was happening the family's things or like was it around the comeback um so it was april and may
1: and oh, like shit. Yeah.
0: that is extremely close to the nationals
1: yeah i was starting my peak when the last one happened
0: So so you see last one, it was, there was a couple of them. Yep. So
1: family Uh, members getting sick and then they were like sick before, you know, they passed too. So it was just like, you know, weeks of stuff going on and then just entering the gym and forgetting about it for, you know, those couple hours and going back to it once you exited the gym.
3: mm.
1: I had to have the separation there. And I wouldn't have been able to do it before. So that's why it was a big win being able to just step in the gym and just pretend everything was okay for those couple hours.
0: It, th- there's something about like, um, you know, at least like when you're lifting, it brings you like, you have to be focused on what you're doing. If you got that kind of weight on your back or whatever it is, like you, you're going to be present anyways. But it's it, the, like half of it's just getting to the gym and you don't feel like going like that. I mean, like I could, I could probably take the day off. Then you're just like, I'm just. You just like over and over, wake up and like, no, I'm going. And you know, it's,
1: I've done far too much work in prep, you know, the last year with stuff, with rehab to just be like, all right, we're just going to, this isn't what it is what its It's like, no, no, you have to get your ass to the gym. You're going to focus on the little things, check your box and control what you can control. I can control getting to the gym. I can control my attitude while I'm at the gym and how hard I'm going to push, like, do what you can.
0: So, uh, uh, look, you if if you're in if you're in a tough situation um, in life period, and it's exactly what you said there's things you can control and then there's things that you can't control in life. When those things you can't control in life come, when you start fucking up the things that you can't control, that's when afterwards like what what does your July feel like if you just like packed your tent, folded it up, and then these, what happens to your family members still happens, but you also, by the way, close the door on USAPL nets and like, you just, it's not going to be better. It's going to be much worse. Now this is easier said than done to keep pushing it through, obviously. But like, that's where the discipline comes in. Like somebody like you, it's admirable that like, you know, that when I made that previous video, like the heart of a lion, it's admirable where like, it's when you're in your darkest hour that you're going to show the kind of qualities, right? It's easy to... Show up at the gym, be disciplined when you feel like a million bucks. Life's going great. You know, you freaking, uh, and you're just showing up, smashing weights, and then you show up and and you win. It's, you get your chin checked when like things start falling off. When you have like no reason to believe that USA Nats is going to go your way. Uh, Your personal life, like it's the worst case when people are actually sick and going to pass away. And you get to watch that happen. And that's the most difficult. If you're the older you get, the more things like that are going to come your way. And then on top of that, you're starting in the basement, and you and you're like physically in pain, and you're discouraged, and you're like you keep grabbing your gym bag every day and showing up. It's different, man. This is like this is where it's character character building. And for somebody like me who's like watching you do it, like I legitimately get like I was like I it it, it means something. It is it is inspirational? Like when you call up Jennifer Milliken and like tell me you've been through this before. Somebody's going to be watching or listening to this podcast and be like, that's what I got to hear. Somebody <laughs> around, somebody like, I see the downloads, it's worldwide. Um, then there's a lot of English speaking people all over the world, and they'll be hearing this and be like, okay, this is, you know, you just got to like Delaney Walls keeps using this, but I love it. He uses it in his stories. Be like, every day you wake up, today doesn't care what you did yesterday. You have to recommit today. So when you wake up and you're like, fuck, I did a good day yesterday, though. It's like, yeah, but today, though, did you recommit today? What are you doing today, though? Right today? What's going on? And that's when you got to, like, grab your gym bag, show up, get it moving. Something's better than nothing. Um, it's tough. It's tough. But, I mean, even the surgeries, I take them as a blessing
1: because it gave me the time where I wasn't just focused on numbers and, you know, clout shit, like, I broke down my squat. My squat, it's still not gorgeous, but it's the prettiest it's ever looked, and it's the strongest it's ever looked, coming back from two surgeries. Like, that's stupid. But, mm. like, I just needed that time to break stuff down. Like, I knew this time around when my squat was starting to click because my pick felt like money. You know when you get that perfect pick and the bar just weightless on your back? Yeah. It was finally getting bad again. Like, and when I get that, like, I know I can move anything. So it's just like, let me – Have that few months of just focusing on everything, zooming in on all my videos, seeing where I fucked up, where I can fix it, you know, just dialing in.
0: And sometimes it's nice to have a good distraction that's positive and you're working towards a goal and you have like your own little mission. Sometimes it's good to have something like that. Like I'm the type of person I need to have something like that. I need goals. I need something I'm moving towards. Like I can't just... I'm um, you know sit around and watch Netflix you know it just is the way it is um right. and when you've had it taken away from you a couple times you would be like yeah you'd be uber grateful just going to the gym and be it like just hey, well, I'm ready. reminds you how much you love the
1: sport yeah because there's like I don't know about you guys but when I'm in prep sometimes I'm like why the hell do I even do it? <laughs> <laughs> it <was> especially, true. <laughs> especially when I'm like checking into the hotel for a meet I'm like what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> do I even like this that much? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm stressed sure. out, spending money, I'm eating food I don't really like. Like, what am I doing here? And then so, I hit my first squad. I'm like, oh, I fucking love this shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> when you unrack, rack, you're like, oh, this is going to be one of those days. Okay. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, but it is like, that also is like part of life too, right? Like it is in, in moments you get lost in why am I doing this? And then, you'll have a moment of clarity and be like, yo, thank fucking God I was doing this that whole time. I set myself up to have this day. Um, but there is like, and if it was a dawning or a little bit of anxiety attached to it, who would give a shit when you showed up and have a good day and you smashed it. If you didn't show up and were a little anxious, a little like, holy fuck, I don't know what I'm doing here. I could be home. I could just stay in this hotel room. You know what I mean? Like, I don't got to do this. You need that though. You need a little, oh, this is a good one. Um, but yeah, so after you win, is it like a big, like, you must have done your damn thing afterwards. You're like, oh my God, we pulled it off. Everything oh, we did.
1: There was a few long nights there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a couple good nights, a couple of shitty mornings. I've been there.
1: <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Vegas at 6 a.m. is not pretty.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, yeah, 6 a.m., yeah. and like, What was it like with all the power lifters around? I, I, you don't got to name names, but... Um, Oh, we had a really good time. (laughs) Like, like, like people, like, I could just imagine people in Vegas being like, why are there so many jacked people around the pool right now? Like, you know, you go to Vegas, some people like an an average Joe would be a little bit self-conscious, right? He's like, but whatever, we're all average people. Take your shirt off, dude's taking his shirt off, and then he goes to the gym, <laughs> or goes to the gym, goes to the pool side, and there's like fucking Russell or he, and there's fucking, you know, you're you're down <laughs> there, well, whatever. People are like, all right, well, I'm very self conscious right now. Why is everybody so goddamn jacked right now? It's funny, just like random walking down the street and random people just going like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> what well, you would think, like, cause there's like a thousand people at
1: Mega Nats, right? Oh, there's yeah, there was a lot. The um, venue wasn't directly on strip. I actually moved hotels the day after I competed to move to Caesars. Um, yeah. But you're like, get me closer to the
3: action. <laughs>
1: well, have you? Okay. Vegas blocks are like bigger than New York City blocks. They're like a mile and a half long. Yeah. So you like don't want to have to
0: move that much. That's true. That's fair. Uh, you're a power lifter. We, I don't like cardio. <laughs> With two roughed-up knees, come on now. You earned this. You earned this. And Vegas is amazing. I haven't been there in like forever, but I gotta go back at some point. Um, and I want to see like a mega like boxing match or some shit. Did they have something like that there when you guys were in town? Not that I saw. You see any shows? Comedians, singers? Um, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just at the just, bar. Putting just lots of work. alcohol. That's right. Went to the club, went to the bar, pool, What are the club buffets. <laughs> Don't, you got to, man. You When you cut down to 56, that's one of the biggest parts, like the reward is like, everyone's been there where you're like, dreaming about the meals you have after you're done.
1: I felt like the girl that turned into the, what was that, a blueberry or something like that in Willy Wonka, <laughs> and that was rolling out. That's how I felt after the buffets. I was disgusting.
0: <laughs> but yeah, It's the best feeling though it wasn't like a the, good feeling the self-hatred you have but also at the same time you're like i don't i don't know if i love myself right now but i was like i can't was, stop there's crab legs I lobster. <laughs> like, keep it coming there's if it's all cheese you, with truffles like, yeah, oh god <laughs> there's nothing quite like being like today i'm going off if when you've been like so on point
1: oh yeah i skipped breakfast I was like okay this two hour limit at this buffet
0: Let's do it. <laughs> That's do
2: two-hour limit. They're like shooing her out.
0: Yeah, you're telling the waiters like, oh, I hope you're feeling strong, my friend, because if I'm going 215, you you're gonna you, you got a scrap on your hands if you want me out of here." And he's like, "Easy, easy." They were like, "Do you guys want bread?" I go. We don't want bread. Yeah. <laughs> Move, yeah, on. yeah. yeah. Move on. <laughs> I Move on. I know. Too your much tricks for tricks. bread with all. Due- I know all your tricks you play? I don't want soda. I don't want bread. Get away. That's right. Bring over the expensive crab legs and let's rock and roll. Um, and how are the clubs in Vegas? I don't think I've ever been to the clubs in Vegas. Oh, they're pretty awesome. I'm yeah. a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see, is it like all the powerlifters all go together?
1: So on Saturday night, we there just ended up being a ton of powerlifters at this EDM show at Omnia. Okay. So we just all kind of hung out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever seen the video of Arian Messi kamessi with his shirt tied around his head as he's embarrassing the American national team? <laughs> he was at the club in Belarus with his shirt around his head, he's shirtless, <laughs> and he's like dancing, sweaty, drunk, and it looked like the time of his life.
1: All right, we've party twice now, Arian.
0: Oh, my he man can get us. my man can get down. My man's got another side. He's- uh, I,
2: I don't know how you're like, you like, add stuff to the story all the time, but it was, it was the banquet that happened to be at he had the a club. gun.
0: He had a gun in his waistband <laughs> and he had a bottle of champagne. It was dancing. It was crazy. The, the, was this the night with Gino? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was, <laughs> he was- Legendary. Yes, it was.
2: But it was, it was the, the world championship banquet that happened to be at the club and the club happened to be underneath the venue, underneath the whatever it is, uh, skating rink, whatever. And he happened to be and, drunk. And they ha- and they had no dinner. It was just like appetizers and then free vodka shots and <sighs> beer and wine and stuff. So everyone went crazy. Like it should be. Okay. Nope. <laughs> m- m- much better than when I went to Vegas for like my buddy's, you know, uh, bachelor party. And Vegas is kind of, somewhat similar to Miami, where like you had to pay a bunch of money to get in or get bottles and VIP tables, and you're dropping down tons and tons of money. But hey, it's bachelor party. Let's spend hundreds of dollars. Belarus is just like free vodka shots all over the table for everyone. Well, that's what
1: Greece was like. It was amazing.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Oh, they gave you shots of something after every meal.
0: Just Dang. like it's just part of it. Part of yeah. the culture, rock and roll. Damn. Damn. Yeah, no, it, uh, I remember the Belarus was like legit shots all over the place. I've, I gotta freaking go back. Um, Malta Worlds is in Malta next year, and I see pictures and everything, and it looks kind of like it's going to be like Greece where they have like buildings from like thousands of years ago. Um, I, I can't wait. I got to go That's back beautiful. man. as like North American. Yeah. It looked freaking amazing. The pictures I've seen as North Americans, man, when we show up at Europe, Europeans, like, I don't get it. I remember showing up in Italy and some people taking me out. And I remember like, there was a couple of girls that were like, like our guides This is for like a media thing. And they were like showing us around and they were like, do you want to see like the modern, um, you know, downtown? I'm like, What are you talking about? Like, I want to see some old 3000 year old churches, man. I don't want to see a modern building. They're trying to show off. I'm like, get the hell out of here. But uh, anyways. um, So what is, what is next? What is the future for, for you? Uh, What are some goals that you've got? What do you see yourself in 20, the end of 2022, 2023 and beyond?
1: A little bit of a to-be-determined. Um,
0: yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's see how your knees hold up. Let's see, yeah, right? Don't jinx it. That's right.
1: That should be good. I just, uh, I'm not quite sure uh, the route I'm going to take yet. And I don't even know when I'm exactly going to compete again. Maybe, you know, fall, winter. But I'm not, I'm still trying to figure out what's the course of action.
0: Next yeah. Well, look, you know, th- Soak it all in. You won. You got your comeback. And, um, I mean, you got time. You know what I mean? You got you got plenty of time. So you are going to compete, though, before the year is out? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah.
1: knees, body's feeling great, you know, for the most part. I mean, after Greece, I, I only worked out twice when I was in Greece, to be honest. So mm-hmm. last week was my first full week back to training. And I had sets of tens on squats and stuff. So my body was feeling <laughs> freaking awesome. <laughs>
0: Damn straight back into it. But I mean, you've been through with everything you've been through, whatever, you could take a couple of weeks off and bounce back. Obviously your body bounced back pretty quickly. So that's not the satellite cells, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You got some satellite cells going on for whatever the science is behind that. Um, yeah, for sure. And do you have a competition possibly for the end of the year or you're still kind of not too sure on that one, just targeting I'm not, time-wise? I'm not sure yet.
1: Um,
2: Maybe use a def- saber again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't decided on that one. I don't know if I'm sticking with USAPL or switching over to powerlifting America either. So it's just trying to figure out what makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you do come over the IPF route, um, your boy will be there in where is it? Where's the the PA talking They're about? Doing one-
2: they're doing it in Austin again. It'll be a different venue, but they're doing it with uh, Aliko USA again. So it's going to be February uh, in Austin.
0: Gotcha. Well, anyways, I'll be there and then possibly in Malta, depending on what happens in the PA. But uh, but yeah, all right. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. Holy smokes, it's 10 p.m. already. How long have we been talking? Our,
2: hour, hour <laughs> and a half.
0: Really? Okay, well, I mean, if I, it's got to be longer than that if it's already 10 o'clock because we started at 8.30, no,
2: didn't we? No, you, you always send the link late and then we chit-chat I don't a send a link late, you <laughs> Then you hit record.
0: <laughs> oh, Anyways, listen, thank you, Christy, for coming on. Uh, much appreciated uh, and sharing your story. It's a hell of a comeback story. I think initially when I reached out, um, it was leading into or after – I can't remember. This is back in the day. But – I'm glad we did it at the time we did it because your story got better and better. It's, 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 your story has aged amazingly. Now you've come back twice. Now it is even better. Um, So we got to do it again. Keep in touch. Good luck uh, with training and everything. And um, if I see you in person, cool. If I don't, whatever, we'll, we'll we'll hang tight in the DMS and we'll do another podcast leading into or after your next competition. So is there anybody that you want to thank before we let you go? I like to thank my coach, Eric Bodhorn,
1: um, my sponsors, SBD, Elemental Formulations, Law Brothers, RP Strength, and, you know, my gym family for always being there as, you know, and my real family <laughs> for being yeah, a great weeks. support system through everything because I could not have done it with everybody, you know, talking me up this whole entire
0: time. There it is. And that kid who had to follow you around, wiping down your equipment. We did Did it, baby. Thanks to him. We (laughs) did it, baby. You should shout out to him. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on. We'll keep in touch. And that is that. Until next time, and everybody listening, subscribe, give us high ratings, and show your support. Six up, and we are out.